you came to a place designed to help you make some kind of improvement or positive shift in your ability to influence and, and impact others. That alone makes you among some of the best leaders that I know. just entered the Leadership Gym. I'm Randy Hall. I'm an executive coach and leadership consultant, and this is the place where we work on our ability to lead our team, lead our business, and yes, lead ourselves. If you are looking to improve your capabilities as a leader, you are in the right spot. And thank you for being here. I sincerely appreciate you showing up to be better at leadership or to think differently about it or to care more about it. And that may just sound like an entrance, but it really goes way beyond that. Today, I want to talk about leadership. And yes, every single podcast here at the Leadership Gym will connect to leadership somehow. But this one is a little different. See, it's people like you that actually change the world. People that are exploring possibilities and opportunities for them as more effective leaders. And I know that's sort of a grandiose, hyperbolic, over-the-top statement, and those are made a lot these days. But let me share a few thoughts on why people like you, people who would dare to listen to a podcast on leadership, really do change the future, really do change the world. Here's the first reason. You care about getting better in some way. Now, maybe you showed up because you like the title or because you're thinking about leadership one day or because you have a whole set of leadership challenges that you are working through. Or maybe because you're simply a student of leadership or always looking to improve. Or maybe you haven't been. You haven't thought much about leadership, but you're beginning to explore it. It doesn't matter what your reason is. You came to a place designed to help you make some kind of improvement or positive shift in your ability to influence and, and impact others. That alone makes you among some of the best leaders that I know. Really great leaders are constantly looking for ways to improve. And that's not some revolutionary statement by any stretch. There's nobody that would listen to this podcast and go, wow, never thought about the fact that leaders were also continuous improvers. Kind of makes sense, right? I think it was President Kennedy who said that leadership and learning are indispensable to each other. So this has been around for a while, the thoughts. But here's the thing. Because you are here focused on leadership as you learn, everything you do, will ripple farther than if you just did it for yourself. Because you're focused on leadership, you are thinking about your ability to impact others. And that alone means that you are on a path to having more of that impact. And these are not little things. That's not an insignificant thing, even though the, the words and the sentences sound kind of ordinary. When I was first in a sales role way too many years ago, 
I was an individual contributor, I was selling a product, and I got a lot of satisfaction from helping my customers be more successful. I was driven in some ways by being the kind of salesperson that they wanted in their business and that they wanted to work with, that they found value from despite the fact that my main job was really just to sell stuff. And I sold some stuff, but that was where I, I really got, I, I think the fulfillment from that job was more about that, more about them choosing to work with me because of the value that I added. And at that point, I really had not thought about leadership connected to my career in any way, or maybe even as a course of study. I wasn't even, I, I think, sure back then that leadership was a thing you could study. I, I always felt a bit jealous of people that knew at a very young age sometimes exactly what they wanted to do. I never did. I never had a clue. I had some ideas about some things I was going to go try or some places I was going to start, but I couldn't have told you you know, at, at that point in my career, even several years out of college in a sales role that I knew exactly what I wanted to do for a living. I have a friend who's a pilot. He's a professional pilot, and that's all he ever wanted to be. As long as I can remember, we grew up together and from about the age of, I don't know, maybe 15 or 16, that was it. It was decided. It was a done deal. Case was closed. He was going to be a professional pilot. He didn't actually have an idea yet how to go about that. I mean, I think he knew that you have to take some flying lessons first, but no concept of what that whole road meant for him, getting his commercial license and going through all of the hours, building hours, all of the years that he spent building hours. I don't think he knew about any of that at the time, other than sort of some vague concept. But no matter the fact that he didn't know what the path looked like, it didn't matter. It was already decided and whatever the path was, he would just stay on it and keep going. It wasn't His future wasn't up for debate or it wasn't conditional based on the difficulty of it or the challenges associated, associated with it. It didn't matter what it took or how long it took. That was just the path he was going to be on, period. And it wasn't like a heroic thing. I will conquer all roadblocks in my way. It was just, no, this is what I want to do. And I kind of already made my mind up about that. And so let's just start in the process of doing it. Let's just hop on the path and start working at it and figure it out as I go. But shifting course really wasn't a thing. I'd already, he had already made the decision. And sometimes people that do that, they feel like they have already made the decision. Leadership really doesn't often happen like that because it's, it's not really connected to a role or a job or a particular business or any of that. And candidly, at a young age, most of us don't even know what leadership is. We think it's about being in charge or telling other people what to do. And that seems powerful and interesting and maybe even fun. But it's not leadership. One day there was an opening for a job in the home office when I was in my sales role. And the sales manager, his name was Ron, still is Ron, <laughs> sent one of the other sales reps on my team out to work with me. Occasionally we would connect and go work with each other and try to learn from each other. But he sent them out, he sent this guy out here out to work with me to, as a mission <laughs> to let me know that I would be a good fit for the job. He didn't share that with me directly yet, and I think it takes probably a different shape when your boss says, I think you should apply for this job. You know, move your family, go try something new. 
And he probably wanted me to think about it without being, you know, under boss pressure first. I'm not sure. Plus, I guess when you're in sales and your boss says, hey, you should try something new, there's always something maybe in the back of your head that says, wait, am I not good at this? <laughs> Do you think I can't make it here? You're, you're pushing me on to something new. And maybe he was avoiding that dynamic. I don't know. Even then, I, I felt like I was holding my own as a salesperson. But there was this opportunity that was sort of brought to my attention through him, through him and because of him. I hadn't really considered the job at all, but the conversation with the other sales rep uh, got that started. I began to think about it. And then Ron came out and spent some time with me and shared his thoughts as well. He thought it was a good fit. He thought I would be able to actually improve on that role and add value to it as it had existed in the past and maybe even make it more valuable for the organization. He had spotted in his thoughts, a, a bit of passion for that kind of work. And he was right. I really did enjoy helping my customers that way, teaching them a, another way to go about their business or to use our products or to provide another level of service. That was exciting for me. And he had observed that, noticed it. So I interviewed, I got the job. And when I got to the home office, they gave me an office on a floor where there were others on that floor that were in charge of different functions or products, or they had roles directing the overall business in the division. And in the division where I was working, there were 10 offices of people like me who were now in charge of a product or function. I was in charge of training. Now, at that time, let's be clear, I was the only employee in training. <laughs> so this is not what you would call a vast empire, but it was my empire, uh, even though it was just me. But as I looked down that wall of offices and I sort of got to know the home office a little bit, I'd visited a couple of times, but I hadn't spent any real time there. I looked down these offices and I knew many of these people, certainly uh, because of their role in the home office and some of them maybe where they had come from. But as I started to get to know people down that hall that I didn't very well, I found that kind of out of the 10 people that were in that division where the offices kind of went down one side and along another wall, there were about 10 of us in that division at the time, six of them had worked for Ron. 60% of the people in that line of offices had worked for the same manager who had sort of pushed me into a new opportunity, had seen some interest and maybe some passion in a certain place and moved me toward it through a couple of different levers that he pulled. And in talking to those people who had worked for Ron before, I heard story after story of how he had caused them to think about the next thing, the next opportunity, a, a way to continue to leverage their strengths, a way to multiply their capabilities, to help them shape their career in a way that he thought would be good for them and interesting for them and exciting for them. He had also done that with the members of his team who went on to become the kind of salesperson I would have never been. He was able to help people find their strengths no matter where they were. It wasn't about pushing people to another job because it was considered another level. He moved people toward jobs that he knew they would enjoy the most, thrive at, be the most fulfilled at, and that their strengths would complement. He was able to help people find their strengths and match them to what the business needed from them, and more importantly, what would make them happiest in the long run. I even remember when he had to move people out of the organization or when people weren't performing well, he took the same approach. 
He helped them figure out where they could go, where they would thrive and what would make them happier and what kind of role they would enjoy and what kind of company they wanted to be in. Even for people that were no longer going to be with the company over time. So I did not know from a younger age what I wanted to do in life. But luckily, somehow very luckily, I got the chance to work for a leader who cared enough to help me figure that out and then take some steps to push me in that direction and make it happen. He also promoted more people out of his area than anyone who who was doing his role at the time. And they went on to have successful careers and do the things they loved the most. He knew that they would. He knew what they cared about. He knew what they were good at. He knew how to nudge them accordingly to go explore that. At his retirement event, someone from the stage asked for everyone who'd been influenced by Ron or whose life was genuinely different and better because of him to raise their hand. I was blown away when a sea full of people shot their hands into the air. It was hard to find hands that weren't up. And I knew from looking around the room, the ones that weren't up were, were simply people that hadn't in their job come in contact, in contact with Ron very often in the company. Actually, every one of those hands that was up probably felt the way I did when they saw that. I was just a small piece of this incredible legacy of people who were on a different path, a better path for them because of him. He did this for everyone he worked with or came in contact with. And he did it in a way that was in your best interest, not his. There were times he pushed amazing salespeople onto places where he thought they would have more fun in life. By the time he retired, I had expanded my vast empire significantly. I was leading a global learning and leadership development effort for the business. He knew that I might get there long before I did. And I had also decided in that process, now what I wanted to do with my life. I knew kind of what I should spend my time focused on, thinking about, diving into, learning more about. My goal became to help somehow, some way, support more people to become like Ron, Ron Crone. And to this day, as I coach and support leaders, I still think about how he worked with us, how he interacted with people, how he invested in others daily in a way that didn't seem like work to him. It wasn't just as part of a meeting or an event or any sort of maybe one-on-one conversation. It wasn't always a structured situation. It was just sort of an everyday thing. He taught me, I guess, as I look back, that leadership is not about authority or title or position or any of that. He taught me that leaders have more impact on others than even they realize. No one looked more surprised than Ron did to see all of those hands in the air that, that were announcing the fact that he had had a truly significant impact on their life. That tells you a lot about Ron right there. He didn't realize the impact of what he was doing. It was just the way he thought he should work. I learned from him that if we can help more people develop themselves into good leaders, that the multiplication effects of that will truly, significantly, genuinely change the world. And maybe only a small part of the world, but it will be better because of that work. 
once you see that happen, once you're in a room like that with all of those hands in the air, you, you get it. Because each one of those people will go on to have a more positive impact on someone else because of Ron. And people who never even know his name or have never heard of him will still be better because of him. And so the second reason leadership matters is because it gets multiplied in ways we cannot even comprehend. People like Ron are changing your life right now as you hear these words and consider this podcast episode. And the way they lead matters to far more people than just the ones they work directly with. The way you lead will as well. So real leadership makes a real difference and you can do it from any role and any job and in any workplace or within any family or community. You can get better at it and you can learn more about it and you can practice it and you can work at it and you can help others because of that. And that, my friends, is why I am glad you are here for this podcast episode. Now go make a difference, and I will see you next week.